0: Hey, what's up? How's it going? Did you know that you could get paid cash money while waiting for a potential better entry point on a stock that you would like to hold anyway? We're going to talk about cash secured puts. I'm going to introduce you to the idea of cash secured puts on the podcast today. So yeah, this is a podcast. If you're listening in your car or wherever, Thank you for checking it out. But I also want to share between communities on YouTube as well. So we're going to put this up on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, thank you for checking this podcast version of the channel out. And yeah, what we talk about here is dividend growth investing and trying to achieve passive income. Because as Warren Buffett said, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. We don't want to work until we die, so we are building tomorrow's passive income right here, right now, today, so thank you for making me a part of your investing journey. Whatever that may be, I'm happy to play some small part in that, and before we get to a little bit of news, and then the CSPs, as we call it around here, the bee's knees is the CSPs, don't sneeze, I don't know, I can't write, I was never meant to be uh, a rapper, so If you're helped at any point during this video, please don't hesitate to give this guy right here a thumbs up. What we did a video recently about what kind of was a buzz in the market was Johnson & Johnson splitting. If you haven't heard the news by now, Johnson & Johnson is splitting off the consumer health segment because that was basically their non-core asset and they are basically a biopharmaceutical company that was the biggest driver of their revenue, followed by the medical devices. So those will be their own company. And then another company will be spun off uh, in the consumer health of Johnson & Johnson. So we have that to look forward to. Cut some more dividend news. Altria, my one of my biggest positions The Mighty Mo, ticker MO, Altria, they are waiting on the FDA's decision about IQOS, or as I call it, IQOS. (laughs) So IQOS is Philip Morris's of PMIs, Philip Morris International's um, heat-not-burn technology for uh, e-cigarettes, basically. And Philip Morris and Altria used to be one they broke off apart. Philip Morris is basically the international side of That and Altria State here in the States, they're two different companies, but because they have that relationship, uh, Altria was going to import uh, Philip Morris's IQOS technology into the States. The FDA uh, is going to make a decision, hopefully coming soon here, uh, because the uh, United States International Trade Commission ruled uh, they banned them from importing the IQOS technology and selling it here in the states because they said that that was a patent infringement against British American Tobacco. So we're going to see what happens if if the FDA allows it, then that's just going to be Altria entering the e-cigarette market, so be good for them. And if they ban it, you know, it'll be slower growth, but they'll still have 25% plus free cash flow margin. So, you know, that's why I keep saying that Altria is going to be just a okay. And uh, more Apple news. Matt, Apple's just everywhere and look out what they're doing. They are looking to have their tools for small businesses that's launching. So that's going to be for under... Companies that have under 500 employees, about $2.99 a month from what I've seen. And basically what their tools for small business looks to do is they want to compete with Google Drive, Google Docs, and Microsoft Office, particularly in the education and office spaces. And again, that would be big for Apple, but do they need to get bigger? I guess so. They just want to be ubiquitously everywhere and Apple has about a whopping $60 billion in annual free cash flow. Huge. They're huge. Procter & Gamble. Did you receive Procter & Gamble dividends? I received Procter & Gamble dividends. 87 cents a share. Currently what they're paying. Procter & Gamble, check this out, has an annual operating cash flow of over $10 billion. And they are just huge and they're going to tie into my next story because guess what their prices are going up and so is Clorox. Now Clorox their cost of inputs and transportation they've already said is increasing and they're going to raise their prices to offset the impact. Uh, higher fuel costs also are not going to have uh, going to help since just about everything that we consume is touched by fuel, by gasoline, by transportation. So that's only going to raise the prices that they have to pay for everything. So they pass it through to the consumers, to us. And I always say, look for companies, if you want to be safe in inflationary times, look for companies that have strong pricing power and good balance sheets. Companies like Clorox, Procter & Gamble, McDonald's, pepsi where they're going to raise prices and the people just keep coming and buying definitely a company uh that will do that another one here is hershey hershey's is finalizing uh an acquisition of a company that i was not familiar with so this was an interesting news article i came across of dot's Homestyle pretzels so dot herdkey hernkey, herdkey, I didn't write her name down that's from my memory. I should be in the world's uh, memory championships here, huh uh she ten years ago started making pretzels out of her kitchen in North Dakota and sharing it with friends and family, people of her community in order to get them through the long, cold north Dakota winters and they're brutal from from what I hear my grandfather uh He was raised on a farm in South Dakota, near Veblen, uh, Waterton, South Dakota. And he said the winters were brutal. But this was in uh, 19... He was born in uh, 1914. So this was in the late 19-teens. He has a really cool story that I I think it's fascinating. I got to meet somebody that took a horse to school. Just think about that. He used to ride his horse, Maud to a one-room schoolhouse that all the farm kids went to. And again, the teacher taught all the kids in one room. They had a, a one fireplace. But he would ride his horse in the winter, and he said sometimes the snow would be driving so hard that he couldn't see where he was going. And his dad always told him, don't steer her. She knows where she's going. Don't try to direct her. Crazy. That's insane that, just that wasn't that long ago that there's people that had to take horses to school in snowstorms. So be thankful for what you have and the luxuries that truly do surround us nowadays. So anyway, back to Hershey. Uh they are buying uh Hershey's is buying dots because they want to beef up their salty snack portfolio. Taking a cue from uh my one of my favorites, PepsiCo, and they are buying dots for 1.2 billion dollars and that's uh, supposed to finalize pretty soon and again i like it that hershey's is looking to grow past the just being a chocolate company yeah that's what they're known for but if you google hershey products they are out there they have uh from what I remember, cookies and different drinks. So they're trying to, in my opinion, follow Pepsi, which I think is great. Coke doesn't seem to be doing that. They just want to be liquid. So, hey, good on them. Uh, Disney Plus, their subscriber growth is basically slowing down, as are most of the streaming services. I've tweeted it out and I keep saying it don't sleep. This is my opinion, not financial advice. Don't sleep. On Warner Media, uh, Warner Discovery, when they merge and then they're spun off into their own entity, because Warner Media has already said that they want to be this streaming king. And they've already, I believe the number was $20 billion that they want to spend on new content because new content is king. And I think Disney is kind of lacking with the new content. So when you combine the juggernaut that is Warner with a lot of the legacy and reality shows that are on uh, Discovery, I, I just think it's going to be great. And whatever Warner Discovery starts trading at, I think it's just going to go up and up when people see a lot of the numbers and how um, they're definitely growing. So uh, Disney, I my kids hold it. I don't hold it. We bought it for them when they were paying a dividend, and it was it's they're still way up. So. I think someday they will start paying a dividend again, but again, watch out for a t and t when they spin off uh warner media um which is h b o they own h b o max so that's like the big crown jewel of warner media is h b o max and the last news article is surrounding Chevron now I own ExxonMobil and Chevron, and chevron is the top spender in the Biden administration's first offshore oil lease auction in the Gulf of Mexico. So in June, a federal court in Louisiana overturned the Biden administration's suspension of oil and gas leasing, which he wanted to use to fight climate change. Now, not going to get political here. That's just what the facts are. And that was overturned. So in the first auction, Chevron bid $47.1 million. That was the most they were the leader. Now they were followed interestingly by Occidental Petroleum's unit Anadarko, ticker OXY, by British Petroleum BP, by Royal Dutch Shell, RDS.A and .B. And then uh, one of my old favorites was ExxonMobil. So companies are bidding. They want to... uh Finding that oil and gas in the Gulf of Mexico. So, we're going to take a break and I'm going to drink some water. I couldn't think of anything Woody to say. So, hey, are you all ready for part two here? Let me hear it. Nice. (laughs) I sound like a lunatic here. Talking to this nobody right now. Do you know what? This is the strangest thing. There's nobody right here. I'm talking to people in the future that I can't see. Hey, you know, whatever. I want to I get this information out. I'm passionate about this. I love this. Thank you for sticking with me as I I learn and I grow. And I'm, you know, I'm always trying new things, trying to get better. So feel free to leave a comment. Good, constructively bad. Don't be a jag off and just whatever. You want to? I don't care. I got thick skin. I was a sailor. I was in the Navy. So selling puts, cash secured puts. Now this is something that I've used in the past and it's very interesting what you can do. So in a nutshell, you are going to be paid to wait for a better price. You're helping somebody out. You're basically uh, offering uh, somebody that holds 100 shares of a company, of a stock protection So if ABC Corporation is trading at $100 a share and you want to sell a cash secured put for $90 a share, that means you're willing to buy ABC Company at $90 a share and you pick a strike date or uh, you pick a date and a strike price and then the premium varies by how long it out the further out it is the more money you will receive in premium because the more time it is to hit that target so a put is always below uh the current price well i take that back you can sell a put for uh, any price. So, if ABC Company's at 100, you can sell a put for 110, but it's going to be really expensive because it's in the money. And the further away you go from the current price, the less chance of it hitting. So, the less premium you will receive. So, I pulled a couple stocks here we will look at. Um, but again, this is really good for for companies you want to hold. So again, back to the ABC example. if it's a hundred bucks a share and you sell a cash secured put for ninety dollars, you have to have nine thousand dollars in your account because option contracts I don't care what they are, they're always for a hundred shares. And when you see something that would say on this one, say it was a dollar a share, well, that would be a hundred bucks you would get paid. Or $5 a share, you'd get paid 500 bucks, whatever. So um, very, uh, very clever thing. It's basically gambling, but it can be used to your advantage. Uh, now, if you don't hold the stock, you don't get dividends. So that's kind of a, a downside to cash-secured puts. And back to that example again. So you're saying that you would buy 100 shares at $90 a share, you have to have that $9,000 in your account. And the good thing is, is if it drops below that, you get them at a cheaper price and you got paid to do that. So if, if it was a buck you got paid per share, then your, uh, your average would be $89 because you got paid that extra dollar. So really cool, but you could miss out on upside if it takes off and keeps going up then you're going to miss out on the upside. And another risk is if your ABC shares were to go to $50 a share uh, before that strike date ends, then you're going to have to buy uh, 100 shares at $90 a share, even though it's at $50 a share. So I always do it with something that I know that I want to own. And I don't do it with anything risky that has a lot of volatility. So uh, and it's protection for the buyer. That's the reason that they would buy your willingness to buy that stock. Because if if it should fall, if they have ABC and they don't want to lose out and it goes to 40 bucks a share, something crazy happens. Well, you're on the hook and you're obligated to buy those shares at $90 a share. So, so they pay for a little bit. It's like insurance, basically. If this is all really confusing... There's a ton of videos that have lots of charts and graphs and really well explained. So just type in to the old YouTube machine as soon as this video is done, how to sell cash secured puts or what are cash secured puts. And um, yeah, so basically here's two examples I pulled. One of them is Altria. So you can pick an Altria December 3rd, which today is November 17th. That is the expiration date. Options always expire on a Friday. So Friday, December 3rd is the expiration. And I picked a $44 strike. Now, Altria right now is $44.42. So there's a good likelihood that it will be below $44 by December 3rd. Uh, There's an ask and a bid. The ask is what the buyer wants and the bid is what the seller wants so people are bidding a 52 um this is the beauty of live so i did (laughs) i did that wrong Ah! so what, what that is is the ask is what people are the most somebody's willing to pay and the bid is the lowest that the seller is willing to receive so currently on that altria the ask is at 48 cents and the bid is at $0.52. Cents. So usually you'll meet in the middle. So for that, we'll round it. It'll be about $0.50 cents per share. So that would be $50. Not bad. So right now, if you wanted, if you knew that you wanted Altria at $44 a share, you can sell a cash-secured put, or I could sell a cash-secured put. You would have to have $4,400 in your account. And your average, because you're getting 50 cents per share, would be forty-three fifty if it were to be exercised and called away. So that's really all it is. Now on December 3rd, if it's above $44 a share, you keep that premium, that $50, that 50 cents per share times 100 shares. You will get to hold that no matter what. You get paid that instantly. As soon as you sell it, that money hits your account. That's yours to keep. That's your <laughs> your cash secured prize. That money's yours. You don't lose it. You you go home happy with that. And one more that I like to pull here is uh Pepsi. Same date, same expiration, December 3rd. The ask is 85 cents a share and the bid is 123. So that's a pretty big bid ask spread and if you average that out in between the two it's $1.04. So we'll just say that hypothetically they met in the middle. And it was $1.04 that you were able to um, to sell that for. So Pepsi on December 3rd of $160 strike price, which it's $163.37 at this recording. So there's a very good chance that it would go there. Now, if you knew you wanted to hold Pepsi below $160 a share, this would be fantastic because you would be able to sell this cash secured put and get $100 and for I'm sorry $104, not 104. You would receive $104 into your account immediately as soon as you sold this and then you play the waiting game until Uh, December 3rd now you can get out of these early if you wanted to you would have to buy it back so say Pepsi is at $170 well that's going to drop in value because there's really little chance it's going to go below $160 so what you pay or what you were paid $104 for might now be $12. $12 so you buy it back for 12 and you've pocketed the difference which is how a lot of people play options they usually don't wait for them to go to the expiry till the expiration so again if this is all confusing this is the easiest way I know how to put it it really did take me weeks to be able to solidly grasp options but this is just know that that's a thing that you can get paid to wait for a better price on a stock that you want to hold and there's there's a ton of strategies around it and it's it's really hard to just think I'm going to explain this and you're going to get it in in a minute here and especially doing it in podcast form so again great channels I've seen on YouTube that check my time here great channels I've seen on YouTube that will explain that Uh, So better for you. And remember, you don't get dividends. Now, if you're selling a covered call where you do hold it, whoever holds the shares gets the dividend regardless of what um, anything says. And a lot of times, if I'm selling a cash secured put, I like to make sure I collect enough premium to cover what would have been the dividend to make it worth my while. And then it's almost like I'm holding those shares, but just getting paid the dividend and then some early. So, I hope that helped. Please let me know in the comments below what you think. I really do want to hear all of your opinions on anything. Ask me anything. Comment. Help each other out. I'd love to hear that. Realty Income, one of my favorite dividend companies and a dividend aristocrat. Too fast. Realty Income, one of my favorite companies and a dividend aristocrat. If you would like to learn more about Their dividend increase that they just announced. Click the video right here and I will see you there.